You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with myself, Robbie Musto, and my mate as ever, Robbie Earl. And this is a, I guess, a summer update for everybody. We're going to talk about manager movement in the Premier League. Certainly Unai Emery going to Arsenal is a big story. We're going to reflect on the FA Cup final that saw Chelsea beat Manchester United 1-0. And of course, we will talk the UEFA Champions League final between Real Madrid and Liverpool. But before we get started, uh, Robbie Earl, why don't mm-hmm. we just... Why don't we just t- say to our listeners what you've been up to since the season's finished? What have you been doing? It's a good question, and, and my answer is B F G. B beer. I've drank some beer, Robin Musto. I've, I've met up with some mates. We've been to pubs. We, we've drank a few beers, and we've caught up. Obviously, a, a mad end of the season. The F is the football. We've had lots of different games. I've seen some playoff games. I've seen FA Cup final. We've seen the Champions League final since we last finished. So the, there's mm. been football sort of wall to wall. And then the G, probably the most important, was my daughter's graduation. So oh. she graduated from college this year. Congratulations! So we had the whole ceremony. Yeah, great for her to to, to have that done for your degree now. In Mm. she's off into Europe to do an internship so yeah plenty going on in the old household but yeah um, great time and looking forward to obviously uh, a big summer of World Cup football too yeah mine's not that much different really I guess my letters will be a little bit different I've got to go start with M for Mexico as soon as the nice. season's finished mate we uh, I mean the kids are um, out of the house now at college etc and our oldest boy actually just graduated as well um, last few weeks so we took them away uh, to Mexico had a nice week there really nice and enjoyed the weather there and uh, again yep yeah, watched some sport of course when we were there uh again like you watched the football in the pubs the champions league mm. in uh phoenix landing pub in in cambridge massachusetts which was a brilliant brilliant atmosphere um just just very very good and we're getting our house ready to sell so that's been uh, kind of busy with what we've been doing as well so um of course there's always plenty of golf chucked in in between robbie Earl. so uh, nice. you know i, I guess expect any less yeah so fairly fairly busy actually in the uh you know the, the, the weeks following the end of the premier league season Mm, and it's been busy football, and we're going to yes. kick off, Rob. We, I think there's only one place to start, the Champions League final. Everybody was looking forward to this one. Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Mm. Madrid going for their the third successive trophy. Liverpool looking to upset the odds in some respects. We'd probably start uh, not favourites. Mm. Um, you take away from the game, Rob. Let, let's start well, there. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot. Mm. I, I think just in general, Rob, and maybe the best thing to do with this is to kind of go through the major incidents. But, but yep. my first thoughts, you know, I mean, we were so excited about this mm. game and I, I kind of, we spoke many times about it and I wanted Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp to approach the game that we know that they can with high yeah. energy, with high mm. pressing, because I didn't feel Real Madrid would be able to handle that very well. So yeah. 
the first 30 minutes is probably our first little point of discussion. And I thought yeah. the first 30 minutes were, were excellent from Liverpool mm. in terms of the way that they pressed Real Madrid. Any ball went up to those front players. They were first to it. They forced Real Madrid back and actually made uh, the, the Spanish team just sit back and, and be a little bit passive of Liverpool controlled possession a little bit, territory, which surprised me a little bit, but mm. really pleased the way that they start the first 30 minutes. What did you think to the Yeah, to the I, I think we agree with the same thing. I mean, I, I actually went into a game fancying Liverpool to win yeah, it. I did. If they retain their personality, and by that I meant that they don't go into a, a deep shell and sit mm. there and try and counter from there, play with that energy, break balls up in, in midfield, drive forward. And I have to say, it, it was more the Liverpool attack we saw in the first 30 minutes than it was the Real Madrid yeah. attack. I mean, Ronaldo hardly had a touch in the first sort yeah. of 20 minutes of the game. I'm thinking perfect start for Liverpool couldn't be any better got mm. I think the attention of the Real Madrid defence got the, the I thought the, the midfield at that point looked like they've got a grip of, of, of the game yeah. and, I'm, yeah. and I'm kind of looking forward to yeah. how this half's going to finish and then mm. into the second half I'm thinking this is pretty good for, for, for yeah. Jurgen Klopp mm. and then Robbie yeah. Musto Yes, well... The big thing yeah. happens. Mm. Yeah, it does. And um, there's been a lot of talk on social mm. media. Uh, Sergio Ramos, we know uh, Rob is, is an yeah. aggressive, very good, very successful yeah. centre-back. And he plays yeah. with aggression. And his challenge, um, of course, on Mohamed yeah. Salah was a major factor in this game, the Absolutely. outcome, etc., etc., etc. Um, we, of course, know that Mo Salah had to leave the field of play because of this shoulder injury. He tried his very best to stay in the game, but mm. it wasn't to be. I think we've both done, I've certainly done both of my shoulders in a similar type of situation, so I know what yeah. it feels like. And, and for me, I mean, I'm not, I don't know what the extent of his injury, but it was kind of three or four weeks with my kind of separated yeah. shoulder. So, um, but but I guess the challenge. So, yeah. you know, my my opinion of this challenge was that it was dirty, and it was unnecessary, um, and, and and it was it just it was just over the top in terms of aggression. Now, you know, I, I think we, I've looked at it a million times, like everybody yeah. has. And and yeah. when you when you go and challenge a player like he did, and you link that arm, and mm. he and he makes sure he still has that arm as he tucked yeah. in his left arm to to his mm. chest and made sure he had it. They're heading to the ground. I yeah. think he's thinking. I'm in a good spot here and he's not. I've got his arm. We're both going to ground at pace. Mm. My weight's going to be on this. Um, I, I think it was over-aggressive and uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a dirty play and that's the phrase So, so did you think it was worthy of, a, of a, obviously not even a, yellow, a red card? Are you saying no. that dirty? No, if... if uh, I, no, it's not a red card dirty. Not a red card dirty but I, okay. I just thought it was unsporting, Rob. I mean, yellow okay. card is cautions for yeah. unsporting. Yeah. Um, and a little bit reckless in the way that he pulled pulled him down deliberately there. I just thought it was a bit naughty, and, that, and that's. I, and, I think and, and naughty might be just about the right side of where I'm at. I mean, I slightly, see, I think I slightly see it with a slightly different. There's no doubt that that Sergio Ramos understood what he was doing by right. staying with, keeping hold of that arm, and then it was almost the way he used his body to kind of pin Salah down on on yeah. the right hand side. Yeah. So what he knows. Then, is the left side of his body is going to be exposed to the fall, 
And because uh, there's been some, I don't know if, you, if you've seen on social media, these examples of Ramos doing this in the past. It's something he's done when mm. defenders, when attackers go tight or try and go past them, he tries to link them and he tries to take them to ground. Now, where I agree, agree is that he, it, was over, it was aggressive in the way, but I don't think he quite, he could ever have thought, I'm going to catch his shoulder here or he's going to injure me. It's not in the way that somebody goes over the top of the ball with six studs and hurts somebody. I think he's defended in the way that he's defended. He's maybe taken a yellow card for it, thinking, I'll give Salah a bit of, of a jolt here and, and let's see what happens. I, I just felt he, it wasn't quite as, as maybe um, conceived or, or cunning as people thought. He, he's definitely gone to, 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 to upset him, but I'm not quite sure, it, it, for me, it was as sort of dangerous. Yeah, but, you, you, but you said that he knows what he's doing and he's forcing he knows his what he's doing. So that's not, yeah. that's not right. That's not within the no, rules. But, that's not but, fair. But, but, but I'm not saying it's fair, but I'm saying, listen, we, we, we have games. We've had... Yeah. We, we've looked in the past at people who've, who've put their foot in, Rob, who, who've done things, and we've said, that's part of the game sometimes, that, that's what you have to do to, to become winners, etc. And I'm not excusing Sergio Ramos but in any way. I still think it's an accident that, that Mo Salah's shoulders popped out, and, and I, I think it's hard for you to say that um, Sergio Ramos is at fault for that. But, but the way he challenged him, that was yeah. always a possibility. Of course I understand course that sometimes it, it, he does that 10 times yeah. in, in 10 yeah, games, and the player and the might not get hurt. But it doesn't up, make yeah. it all right. It doesn't make that, it all right to challenge that way. It's like going in with an with a, with a aggressive well, tackle, and you, you miss the guy, and, you, and that's still okay because you didn't hurt him. I mean, there will be times where it does hurt the player. This was one of those times. And for me, it was just, it's, it's just unnecessary. Unnecessary. Particularly the way that the game has gone uh, in the Premier no, but, League but and, of course, in European oh, football. Sorry. It's a little less, you know, a little less kind of, uh, is this stuff's allowed anymore? But, I just but, thought, yeah. Yeah, I but if, away if, with if you're, if you're, Re- yeah, if you're Real Madrid and you're Sergio Ramos, isn't it exactly the situation you, you'd want? Isn't it exa- yeah. exactly what, the, what he would have liked to do to jolt? Salah. Now, I don't think he meant to, to pop his shoulder. Whether his shoulder pops out and that, only maybe Ramos will know. But no. I, I just felt, I, I saw social media, which was yeah. pretty much divided. And some it was people divided. Were saying yeah, it, it, was, it, it was one way there. I felt it was a, it was a centre-back's challenge that was, bought, that was actually sort of instigated by Salah, who initially, I think, gets the arm in. And then once the arm's there, Ramos knows what he's doing and grabs mm. hold of it and mm. takes him down. Mm. But yeah. uh, I, I was just slightly on the side of, you know what, that strong, tough, aggressive, uh, probably over-aggressive defending, but that mm. happens in games, Rob. And, and you know, unfortunately, mm. Mo Salah's shoulder pops out. And with it, I'm afraid, seemed to go a lot of momentum and, and drive out of Liverpool. Yeah, it did. I mean, I, I think from that point, I think there was a psychological impact on the yeah. whole team. Yeah. And uh, Lalana came on, of course, into mm. the game at that point. I thought that Liverpool looked, in terms of the, the, the tactical aspect of it, they went deeper. Because, yeah. of course, Mo Salah always you stays got the pace, high. Have you? Yeah, yeah got he, the he stays high to give that threat, but then he's not there. Mm. And Lalana came in and came back. So all of a sudden. Marnay switched sides as well, didn't yeah. he? Which slightly just changes yeah. the, the, the thing a little bit. Yeah. So they just lost, obviously, yeah. some, some, some momentum there yeah. and the game flow changed a little bit and Real Madrid obviously realised mm. that now that they're passing um, they got yeah. a little bit more time to pass the pressing wasn't quite the same and the flow of the game changed for sure to the next incident Real Madrid's first <laughs> first goal flipping egg mm. Mm. I mean first of all before we talk about the actual the, we have said many times my friend we've agreed on this that I think I think we've agreed that there's three players 
over the last couple of years uh, or positions that have been a problem. Arte, Alberto Moreno, left-backs caused yeah. issues. Yeah. Dan Lovren, centre-backs caused Correct. issues. And the goalkeeper has caused Correct. issues. And we haven't been Correct. solid uh, on any of these two goalkeepers. And Lars Karius, in the last game, yeah. by the way, against uh, Roma, remember the shot that went through his fingers and hit the crossbar? Yeah, 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 we, yeah. We've seen, um, I guess that's Moments, the, the yeah. third goal. But, I mean, just, just try and uh, to tell the to listeners, Rob, uh, how... I mean, we know the nerves and everything else. How bad an error that was for Karras when he tries to throw the ball out to a defender and it goes straight onto the foot of uh, Karen Benzema. Uh, it, it tells me more about what's going on in, in, in Karras' mind. that when, when you see a top goalkeeper, Rob, and, and we're not being wise after the event because people can go back on podcasts, and I've said from, from time, even when he was there and people saying, well, young De Gea was making mistakes, and, blah, 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 and I'm saying, in my opinion, this guy is not good enough. Now, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to go back into the mind of being a player, Rob, and what, what, you know, I've never been a goalkeeper, so I can't go there. But in terms of the, the thought process that's going through this guy's mind, when, when I see De Gea, when I see Courtois, when I see, saw Petr Cech at his best in those goalkeepers, Rob, they're cool. They're calm. They're, they're, mm. the, most, they're the most relaxed, mm. laid-back person of the back five. Do you think that comes from confidence? Like they, 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 their confidence. They didn't got to rush anything. They're not yeah. nervous. Yeah, confidence know. is good. I think ability. I think there's, there's, there's no doubt. Carrius can be a great shot stopper. He's probably a good, a good athlete. He's probably young, a very good young goalkeeper at this stage in there. But if you don't have all the tools, Rob, that's required mm. in big games, if, mm. if in big games your heartbeat starts bumping, bumping, bumping every time mm. the ball comes into the 18-yard box, mm. you have got a problem. You have a problem. And that's exactly what I thought Carrius had. It was almost like he was a, a, a reserve goalkeeper who'd been brought in for this one game because the main goalkeeper was out injured. And he, and, he, and he didn't, he wasn't able to handle it. Not, not maybe ability-wise, but mentally, he wasn't able to handle the position. So when he gets the ball, he almost panics, Robbie. He almost kind of can't wait to, to chuck it to, the, to, the, to, to, to his mm. side. And Bentham mm. is almost down there going, really? What? Mm. You're going you're gonna to try yeah. that? I mean, yeah. it was, it, he didn't even have to do much, Benjamin, did he? It wasn't yeah. like he had to lift his leg that high or, you know, mm. almost sort of semi-foul the goalkeeper and you get away with it. It's one of those where you think, well, well you know, that, that's a foul. I mean, mm. he just stands there. Slightly lifts his leg, deflects the ball, and puts it in the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, it's one of them where I think he caught the ball and I looked away or something or spoke yeah, to somebody. Yeah. And, like, and then all of a sudden, like, what? Wow, what? What happened? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I initially thought maybe was he challenging for the ball, but he mm. wasn't. He was a few yards away. It was just, yeah, it just smacks of of somebody that that that's. I guess it been found out a little bit. I mean, maybe bigger picture, Rob, um, mm. I guess after his, the second error and the, the Real Madrid third, yeah. goal, third goal. So that, that put Real Madrid up yeah. into the match and in fair play to Liverpool, you know, great, great spirit, reaction. came great back reaction. in. and the thought Mane was excellent, by the way. Yeah, he you was. Know, he, he, he tried his, of, yeah. A little bit of uh, criticism, maybe getting to the final, but Coy, he didn't half try. Yeah, and he got his goal, and, and Darren Lovren did well, by the way. Yeah, Good header yeah. from Lovren, he gets Correct. over the top of Sergio Ramos, yeah. who falls mm. to the ground and wants something, yeah. and, and Manny sticks it in at 1-1, and you think, wow, game on, yeah. you know? Uh, and then the next incident, again, is a, is a, a remarkable, remarkable wonder goal from Gareth Bale, who came on as a substitute, um, was disappointed, I'm sure, not to start this mm. game. Um, oh. But what Ends a flipping overhead ah. kick ah. that was. I mean, really? wow. I, I mean, mean th th there's so many things that he has to take on to 
not only get to that ball, to connect with it in the manner he did, to steer it in the way he did and get the power. I mean, it's ridiculous oh. of, of, of a man who's just come on the pitch mm. in a Champions League final, who hasn't quite got the pace of the game and was a little reminder, I think, to, to some again who've written Bale off and said, oh, maybe he's not this and maybe not that. Wow. Still an absolute game changer when, when, he, when he's, he's playing and he's confident, Robin. And again, it's all about confidence, but it was a yeah. brilliant, brilliant bit of... Well, I mean, uh, one of the best, one of yeah. the best goals we've ever seen in, in Champions League. And when Zinedine Zidane blows out his cheeks and puffs his hands, <laughs> wow, let me tell you, that, that, that's worth a Ballon d'Or right there. I mean, because yeah. that, that was the master. And yeah. um, on a day when Ronaldo was probably a little bit uh, off colour... Mm. Oh, Christian, uh, Christian Bale, even he, yeah. acting like Christian Gareth Bale wasn't off. Brilliant. <laughs> nah, it was just, a, it was just I, again. I mean, just to, to move his body quick enough mm. to, to scissor the legs quick yeah. enough for Marcelo's cross on his right side. That wasn't a long, it wasn't a high loopy cross. No, it was there wasn't quite a lot a flat, of time between. It was them, quite was it? a flat cross, and to, mm. to, for him to time it, it was just one of those moments where, like, wow, did he really just do that? Um, just, just on Gareth Bale, Rob. After the game, he talked about you know he's got to be playing more minutes. Yeah, this, yeah. This, this, this can't go mm. on. Yeah. Um, there's been a little bit of of, of hearsay, a little bit of rumours, reports, yeah. etc. Um, and there's of course Manchester United have been a yeah. fan of Gareth Bale for a little while now. Yeah. Apparently, reports say that they've thrown out Real Madrid have thrown a price on him of two hundred million pounds, which is kind of roundabout, just short of three hundred million dollars. Yeah. Uh, would be its price, which is a yeah. which is an incredibly incredibly high price and yeah. overpriced when you consider that in July in the middle of July he turns 29 yeah, is that price right. going to stop him going anywhere in the Premier League uh, I think that price is to to say to people if you're serious come back if you're not the, the price that's there Rob 200 million is Gareth Bale in his prime when he's 26 25 26 it's not a Gareth Bale as you say who's nearing no. 30 you, you're not going to get any return from uh, no. we, he's still shown he's a quality player he still would be addition to any of the top six in, in England he, he brings mm. something different goals power threat uh, knows the English game so you know there's no worries there and I can understand why people are or, or, or sniffing that I think this is one of those where it's, it's almost saying listen if you're not serious if you're not going to come with a decent offer or you know mm. a decent package don't mm. even bother trying because you're not going to get in for cheap and another quick quick one on, on, on Gareth Bale because it'd be hopeful or it's possible he'll end up in Premier League football but I just want to talk a little bit about Zidane as well Rob because people keep saying about you know tactically I mean that's three Champions League in succession which is ridiculous by, mm. by means yeah. but do you know in games and, and I was talking to one of my friends the amount of subs that he makes, the amount of changes he makes that end up coming good, he's, he's mm. either a very, very lucky man or a lot better coach than we give credit for because people seem to come on the pitch for him and have an influence in games, whether mm. it's assisting goals, whether it's scoring goals, whether it's showing things up. He just mm. seems to, to have a knack of knowing the, the balance of the game and, and the dynamic of the game and throwing somebody on that can just change it in his favour. Yeah, I, mean, I think when the biggest asset that he has, the biggest strength that he has is, of course, of who he is and what mm. he is as a player. So mm. he, he, he immediately gets the full and huge respect from everybody yeah. that walks in that door. Now, a club like Real Madrid, that's pretty hard for that sort of calibre of yeah. player to yeah. really, really, really respect and look up to the coach. So, uh, above anything else in terms of his yeah. tactics, in terms of his substitutions, he's got that from... from from straight away and his record now I mean it's you know it, it's getting a bit crazy I think four mm. from the last five 
Champions I think League I said, remember titles. when we were doing the podcast with you, and I said, is, is he going to be known as as as, as, a, as one of the great players or one of the great coaches? It's not going to get close, isn't it? If, if he keeps on in this vein. I mean, is there anybody else, Rob, that had such a stellar career and had such a stellar manager? I, I mean, I. I'm, it's difficult, isn't it? Mm. it it's, it's difficult. It's struggle. I mean, for, I mean, for, at that real top level. Yeah, because I mean, he was an incredible, yeah, like, I mean, he, like he best player to ever yeah. play the game. He's, in the, he's in the top yeah, five. Yeah, he's up there. He's, he's yeah. in the conversation. I mean, Pep, as good a player as he was in uh, Barcelona, not quite mm. at, at that level. Mm. Um, obviously, proving to be a great coach. Mm. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's an interesting conversation, um, Zidane and, and, and what he's done. Yeah. And then we have to move to the, the yeah. third goal, Rob, yeah. the one that probably um, put the biggest spotlight on, on Lois Carius in terms of, of his mindset, his position as number one goalkeeper in the football club, um, the questions that have been asked of him, his manager, uh, all sort of culminated in what was a very basic routine error. Yeah. And again, Rob, as, as the ball's come in, yes, it's moving, so I'm going give, give, to give him that, but... Any decent goalkeeper, if you're not confident, which he didn't look, and obviously we've seen we'd seen what happened prior to this, go with the big fists, go with the, the, the big hands, and just repel it from goal 10, 15 yards, and we'll, we'll, we'll live to, to defend the situation. But even in his mind, Rob, I think he got caught between, oh, it's moving, oh, do I punch it, do I catch mm. it, do I parry it? The, the, mm. You know, there were so many voices going on. He doesn't, mm. he does neither of them. Mm. And we get the third goal and, and all of a sudden the game's gone. He's absolutely distraught. Liverpool know that they're, they're not going to make that up. And all of a sudden, Champions League hopes have died. I, I, I was not surprised one bit when that mm. ball went in. Yeah, as yeah. soon as Bale striked it, and we've seen him do this many times, Bale, mm. he's got this brilliant technique yeah. where like these, some of these top players, they can put a little bit of zero spin or a tiny bit of top spin yeah. it gives that knuckling situation mm. with the ball um, and when it went in the back of it I was the first one in the pub and I, I jumped up and I screamed you know he's not good enough because I knew it was happening I'm like I it, it, not that I knew it was going to go in because but I, I wasn't surprised one bit when that mm. ball finds its way through him and into the back of the net it was yeah. I mean I, I just I mean I'm not a Liverpool fan but I'm in this pub Rob and there's it's absolutely chock-a-block. Yeah. Everybody in there has been singing the whole yeah, just, an hour before yeah. the blimmin' game. And you just feel for those Liverpool fans. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, I, 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 he's not ready for this level. Um, just just quickly okay. on that, okay. Rob. Yeah, just, go on, okay. Who, um, who, let's get to the, to the, to the, to the tough stuff. Mm. Whose fault is it? Well, <laughs> that's, that's, where, that's where I was going to go. Um, well, you got to you got to point to the manager. Actually, let, let's hear from the manager, Rob, and we'll talk about him and, and his role in this um, because he was after afterwards, you know, as he spoke to Dolores Carius yet, and this is what he said after the game. I have only um, very very few words after the game, but yeah, it's nothing. It's uh, nothing to talk in the moment. It's um, it's really hard. I really feel for him. That uh, nobody wants that, and um, yeah. That's the situation. The, the, the mistakes were obvious. We don't have to. We don't have to, to to talk about that. It's all clear. He knows it. I know it. You all know it. And now you. Um, he has to deal with it. We have to deal with it. We will do that. And of course, we will be with him. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So um, he has spoken to. Him. Mm. I think it is time to support the the, the, the young man now. Mm. Uh, I think yeah. as as a teammate. If I was, if it was a teammate of his, I'd want to support him. I'd want to let him know I'm behind him. 
I think it's an important time now. It's a big test for the young man. Uh, it makes or breaks him, this, Rob. He either can kick on and be remembered as a goalkeeper who made a mistake, but then went on to have a really strong career and it's something we'll talk about. Or he's always going to be known, Rob, and I'm not sure we'll ever see quite the best of him because it's going to, it's going to break him and not give him the, the, the steel to, to move on. Yeah. I mean, in terms of, you know, blaming him, um, I, I think you've, in terms of the blame for it, I think you've got to look at the manager in terms of trusting the goalkeepers that he's got right now. It's been a little while that, that people have questioned um, whether these two are good enough and whether if they want to go on and, 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 and do great things, they need a, a better level goalkeeper. Mm. Um, but Jurgen Klopp has, has trusted these two. At the moment, he feels that Keres is better than Mignolet. Um, in terms of the goalkeeper himself, you know, like, you know, of course... I mean, Liverpool was a great club and the fans are tremendously supportive mm. of all the players yeah. and he'll get that support. Um, but these errors, Rob, were, were so... I mean, you know, in terms of it's not... You, know, you could say, you know what, it's not really his fault. He's not that level. He shouldn't be there. It's the club's fault, the manager's fault or whatever. It, it just isn't mm. good enough. Um, that's, what, that's what you could say. But, right, I'm not going to say that because... They were such basic errors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were so. I mean, down to the guy. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, that. But honestly, if any level of professional football uh, of you of you see in whatever country you're at, whatever level mm. professional football, mm. that you ain't going to see errors like that. I mean, it, 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 so you know, but, I, I would split the blame between the player that had a that had a okay. shocker of a game, mm. okay, uh, and the, and the, the club a little bit for for trusting that he, in a game like that, is going to be good enough. Now, I'm sure they're going to go on, and we can talk about that in the future, to, to, to upgrade that level. But yeah. I think, you know, you'd have to, to split the, the blame and, 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 well, and the reason why it happened. When you look at the two errors, Robin, and I've intimated again, it's nothing to do with ability. So I think there's always going to be a question mark with Carrius when the pressure's on, when big games are on, when it really matters, when the attention's there, when we've said Ronaldo's world-class because at the very top stage and Messi and these guys deliver on that big day. They deliver. They win the trophies. They do what's required. Mm. Lois Carrius is not that level. Now, being a professional footballer, it's not just about your ability. and th- It's how you deal with, with, with things, Rob. And, and when you're away from home and when you're getting stick and when the game's 2-0 down and, and when... These other elements that, that, that are beyond ability that, that, that gives you the role as a professional footballer. And Lawrence Carrius, there is a question mark. And I've been saying for, 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 for this, the whole season, in my opinion... Liverpool have two number two goalkeepers. Yeah. They've got two understudies. Yeah. They haven't got a goal. Dare I say it, Burnley Football Club have got two better goalkeepers than Liverpool. Mm. Tom Heaton mm. and Nick Pope, I would mm. say, are better goalkeepers than yeah, Lloyd Carriers and Simon Mignolet. Yeah. Now, how can you be going into a Champions League final mm. with, two, with a goalkeeper who... Do you know deep down what some of the players, Rob? And, and I'm sure it's not something that comes to mind and it's nothing... You just hope he has a good day or hope he, t- he doesn't have one of, mm. one of those days. And, and any time mm. when those things come around, I think you've got problems. So here is my, my, my big takeaway, my, my, my big takeaway on, on this one. Jurgen Klopp, who we love, Rob, who fits this club, gl- yeah, this club like hand in glove, can, can, can do the press, can play the football, can do the brand, can be a global ambassador, all the good things that we like at Liverpool, has moved this football club forward and starting to take them to serious places. Is this guy going to be a serial winner? Can he put the trophies on the table? And my bigger question, Robbie Musto, is... 
can he like not being loved? He, we, we, see, we see the hugs, we see the, the relationship with his players. I think he's, he's been too loyal to, to Carriers. He's also possibly been too loyal. Is he ruthless enough mm. to be the top class managers like Mourinho we, we've seen? If, if he has to, Mourinho makes big calls, Rob. Big mm. calls and he doesn't mind. Will Jurgen Klopp make those same big calls and not maybe get a hug off a player and maybe get a bit of criticism of a player, but go on and be a winner? Okay, so great question. Um, I think he has made big calls before. And I think if you get on the wrong side of him, he could be a nasty guy like no you, you're done remember Mamadou mm. Sacco that, that, that took liberties yeah. with him too much he yeah. made tough decisions with Daniel Sturridge Good right shout, at the start yeah. where Good people shout. thought that Sturridge should be playing I'll tell mm. you I'll give him a solution to this Rob he sells Simon Mignolet in the summer and brings in a number one mm. Alison of, of, of Roma you know, again, rumours yeah, yeah, right now yeah, that the, yeah. the, the, so good age, mid twenties, mm. yeah. looks looks the real deal. Mm-hmm. And you put, and you've only got one number two, and that's Loris Carius. I think that is the solution. It, you, you you get an opportunity to to not fire what, the guy what's on the your back number of it. Two, what, what's Mi- the role of your number two then? To come in when and when uh, Allison or the, the the number one isn't. He's a number two. He's a number yeah, two. No. It's not but great. What's say, but say you, you've got number- time to develop then, Rob. Say Carries. you're playing in the Champions League quarter-final and your number two gets <laughs> sent off and you got to the semi-final of the Champions League and Carrius is to come in. What, 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 what then? What, what, how, how do the fans feel? How do the players feel? How's the atmosphere that Loris Carrius is coming in in the semi-final of the Champions League because Alisson's got sent off? I'm not sure, Rob. Well, I, you, you, you I'm almost Sonny. saying you, I'd Same take Sonny. I think so. Yeah, Mignolet's fed up. He's ready to move. Well, you know, if, he's if, if need be, you, you I mean, can find a good number I'm just two. Trying you can put Joe Hart might of, of be your number best two. Situation here. He ain't got anywhere to go at the, the moment. And, and go and find, go and get your number. First priority, go and get your number one. Right, so go who and you get selling? the guy you want. Right, so you've got to sell one of your one of And your if I've got to I'll, I'll sell one. I might have to sell them both, by the way. Mm. And, go, and, go, and go and take Pope. Or go and take somebody else is, 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 and be my number two. But well, that ain't going to happen. Minu- he ain't going to sell both those goalkeepers. Well, no, reason. but I'm saying, but I'm saying, that if that's the right decision, Rob, do it. And that's exactly mm. my point with Klopp. He yeah. won't because he likes Carriers. He bought Carriers in. It's a good show. He might not. Thing. He but might you know stick with what? the two of them. Get them, get them out if if they're not good enough, Rob. Mm. This this is about winning now. This is about you know what what Liverpool did this season and and the bigger picture is it's progress. Champions League football yep. again. Incredible. F- Brilliant. Champions League final against Real Madrid. And for half an hour when their main play was on, w- yeah. we had a game on. Brilliant. Okay, yep. fell apart. So, let's move forward. Big decision. Now we get a goalkeeper who doesn't make two mistakes. We don't give Real Madrid two goals. Is it a different game? Is mm, it, is totally. it, does, it, does it look different? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, that might be what a big call is. And that's where I'm saying mm. with Jurgen Klopp. Okay, you have to say, yeah. Carriers, we've had a good time together and we'll, we'll keep... We'll, we'll, we'll be on Twitter and social media. We've been great friends. But you know what? He's got to go and win some trophies. Just in, in terms of Liverpool, wrapping up this game now, Rob, mm. um, and moving forward, they have just signed Fabinho, a yeah. defensive yeah. central midfield player from Monaco, look, look him, yeah. 24 years of age, plenty like of Champions League wow. experience, mm. um, yeah. one uh, League One with Monaco. Mm. I like it. I mean, I, I mean it's exactly what on. they needed. Spot on. Plug in and play. 24 years mm. of age. I, I had a little look at him, Rob. He's rangy. He's, yeah. got, he's aggressive. He can tackle. He, he's yeah. got good 
football feet, good football brain, mm. Brazilian international, so you know he's technically smart. Apparently yeah. can play it right back as well if you need yeah. to, or drop him in deep. I mean, just... And you know what? From Liverpool's point of view and Klopp, and I don't know if it was planned, just good timing. But just when, a, you know, there's a bit yeah, of a negativity. Obviously it's been done, in it? It, it, it's yeah. been done and they're yeah, waiting for this. It's great to get him yeah. in with Cater now. And Naby Cater's coming in. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. You go and get a goalkeeper and you go and get maybe another forward to, to, to add to, to the pool up there, Robert. Mm. And all of a sudden, it starts yeah. to look a lot, lot Stronger. better. I still think another centre-back as well. I still think another, yeah. another yeah. centre-half. For, got, for, you know what? I was, I was just a quick one of surprise. Alderweireld. Go and get him for three years, Rob. Alderweireld mm. and Van Dijk as a back two. Yeah, because All day long, by the way. All yeah. day long. I think uh, Alderweireld is, is rumoured mm. to be going to, to the other. Manchester United. Mm. Um, yeah, should we move on, mate? Are we, are we done? Yeah, let, let, let's move on to Manchester United, mm. shall we? Because yeah. um, second place finish in the league, top finish since Alex Ferguson left. So mm. progress in, in that respect. Questions as, as ever. The, the, the style council were out with, with Jose. Was the style really Manchester United's way? Well, he got the second spot. That was important. He did also allude to you know winning a cup as well as important. And the FA Cup was... I think important to both the clubs who were in it, to Chelsea mm. and to Manchester United. And I remember I was watching this game with, with some friends and I actually had a little sneaky for Chelsea. Despite them having mm. a, a horrible last day at Newcastle, despite the, the, the Conte talk. And, and I was, I, there were two things. One, I just thought Conte isn't going to want to leave English football on, on, on a real low down note, if that's the case, all the rumours that he might not be staying. And I just worried about the attacking players of Manchester United. Like, can you flick a switch and all of a sudden turn into the good players that we know you are with confidence and taking players on? Or might it be a bit of a struggle? Is, is this thing a little bit of a struggle? And I'm afraid it was the latter rather than the former. I just felt all of the United attacking players never performed anywhere near their ability. It- Again, just the setup of the game. I mean, mm. Herrera playing pretty much as a right centre back. Man yeah, United, picking up when Hazard off him, wasn't he? Yeah, so they've when often done four-three-three. Yeah, yeah. So this basically meant that they were five-three-two. Mm. So the three-three has gone to a three-two. One yeah. less attacking yeah. player. Yeah. So yeah, again, the fir- the first kind of move from Mourinho in the lineups and the setup was to be defensive. Mm. Um, you know, Stop and we've seen strength. that before, and mm. it's worked before, and, yeah. and they win the game, and everybody's happy, and everybody heralds Mourinho's tactical genius and rightly so when it works mm. um, but the, it, obviously they didn't get the first goal um, there was a struggle after that uh, you, you look at United Rob on their attack and, and, I'm, and we said the same thing all Marcus through the Rashford. season Marcus Rashford <laughs> well, I go, mean go on then you hit Rashford first and I'll Mark, go a bigger picture on it Rob I saw Rashford I think it was 12 months ago playing against LA Galaxy I think the ICC Cup he led the line and was brilliant. I mean, brilliant. His movement, his joining of play, his understanding, his intelligence, his finishing on the day. And I'm looking at him, talking to a few friends, saying, he's ready to go, this kid. He, he needs to play first-team football now to develop. And I'm thinking it's a big season for him at Manchester United. Mm. When I see him 12 months later in an FA Cup final, mm. FA Cup final, the kid looks a little bit scared, lost a little bit of belief, lost his confidence, not sharp, making poor decisions. He had a stinker it, in the first half, all, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's almost God. like it, it's all gone. And 
Listen, he's at that age. He's at a similar age where Harry Kane was was, was breaking into to first team football and going on and scoring twenty plus goals a season. Marcus Rashford is a little bit behind him now, Robin. If we're not careful, if Manchester United aren't careful, he's not going to develop into the player that he should be. No, I, I'm with you. I mean. I... I thought he got better in the second half, but yeah, I remember okay. write, writing notes like, wow, what has mm. happened to, to Rashford yeah. with some of his touches and his passing and his decision-making and his mm. crossing? Um, uh, what, what I would so they, uh, say on, on the way that they're attacking, and I, I, I look, actually, I, I rewatched the game only about yeah. three or four days ago just to get another look at it, and they're, they're attacking kind of uh, chemistry, creativity, strategy, as normal, was, was awful. Mm. Their width from Valencia and Ashley Young, it's, so, it's, not, it's not advanced width. It's deep width. Yeah, yeah. And, and then that's line. really hard yeah. to create yeah. a goal scoring opportunity from that sort of position. Now, I don't I don't want to um directly compare City's attacking to Man United's. No. But what we've talked about a lot, Robert City, is that there is mm-hmm. a, an absolute strategy to get in behind those defenders. Yeah. Wh- wh- wherever it is, through the centre, or mm. as, we, as we've those illustrated areas, many yeah. times, the wide areas, just mm. to get in behind. Yeah. You know, not, not super wide, but the kind of where the 18, the hot spots we've talked yeah. about, those hot yeah. zones. Yeah. And when you're in them, then you're mm. good to go. I mean, yeah. you're really in situation. Balls across they, the box, cutbacks, oh, shots everything, in on goal. Everything. Yeah. United, when you look, like, when you sort of, I look Look at it so um, analytically, and like, mm. what are they doing to to, to create yeah, what, what something to score? To yeah. And it's really hard to see what they're trying to do. And um, you know, in, in, in playing for Man United, when you're going to have a lot of the ball in different games, yeah. um, and even this game when they're behind against Chelsea, uh, they, they just, it just doesn't look very natural and patterned. It's like so they're relying on yeah. some player to do something mm. special to get them a goal to win them a game. Mm. That happened to be fair lots of times in the Premier League to get them to second place. But it's another example for me. Mm. It's like, God, they they got to have a bit more of a, of a pattern of, of space, of, of, of attacking uh, kind of movements uh, and understanding. I it just didn't see it. I think that's a good point, Robin. I think we should just explain just to, to, to our listeners, just in terms of, of what we mean by that. So just generally in training, you, you, there's two parts of training. When the opposition have got the ball, you do your defending work. Where you're going to be, how you're going to defend, what lines and, and how far up the pitch you are. And then once you've got the ball, you do your tra- attacking drills. So those are the things that how you're trying to score your goals. So as you yeah, say, who's getting your width, what you run to, and it's repetitive, repetitive, repetitive stuff to get some mm. rhythm. Mm. And then on a Saturday, when... When those things start, when the ball goes in a certain area, the rhythm mm. kicks in and people know where they are. Yeah. You see it with City. You see it with Liverpool. You see it with Spurs. You see it with, with the, the, the teams. Sometimes that, with Chelsea. You know, so, yeah, this year, yeah you I've can see what Eddie has odds. But you, you, you almost get a sense of what they're trying to do. With right. Manchester United, I think what we're saying is we don't really see those patterns so much. No. You, mm. you don't really see what is it they're trying to do. No. It's almost like we'll get the ball into Alexis. He can go and do a dribble or something. We'll get it up to the big man, Lukaku, who can hold it up. Can he join somebody in? You know, or Lingard's going to make a run. Or, but it, it's, it's not as defined. It's not something you see as, as a rhythm, as a theme. And so you start to question, well, are they doing that work? Or if they are, what kind of work I, is being done? I'll tell you what, Robert, it, it, it's different, OK? The, Mourinho's strategy is counter-attacking football. 
So he is more about, right, this is the way we're going to defend Chelsea. We're going to win the ball off Hazard. I've got my, my pacey guys up front that's going to counter-attack and use pace in behind. He's done that throughout his, his whole career. And yep. that's how he does it. He's a reactive coach. So when somebody slips, slips on the ball, Steven Gerrard mm. slips on the ball, his team's ready to pounce. I saw it many times. I remember a game yeah. with, with Spurs where they made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. He's a pouncer. He's a reactive coach. He isn't somebody that's, that's going to uh, do those kind of patterns or work on those patterns because he wants to be incredibly tight defensively and he's ready for transitions. Transition football is what he's all about and that's how he gets his goals uh, and the numbers come through when, when teams attack more because they're behind and he mm. scores more on the counter-attack. That's what he but, does, in my opinion, and that's why he's short when, when given possession, he doesn't know how to break a team down. He'd be disappointed. He, he didn't win another yep. trophy. He loves to tell us what trophies he, won. yep. he, he wins. Yep. Puts a slight little bit more pressure, I think, pre-season. To, for, for Manchester United, yeah. you know, as long as he's winning, we 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 we've generally said the, the the consensus is, you know, we're okay, we're okay with style if he's bringing trophies. Rob, I'm still looking at this group of players, and I ain't sure. Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, yeah, but been there six years now. I still ain't sure. If I'm still not sure, that tells me they're not good enough. Eric Bailly, I was sure about. Somehow, the manager didn't seem like he wanted playing. Fellaini. Fellaini is now in a position where he's dictating to Manchester United if he was going to sign or not. Hold on. Marouane Fellaini. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah, but Mourinho talked on. about him. He said, so yeah. said you know, we like struggle with like, Fellaini and Lukaku. Like, <laughs> like he, he, he was Neymar or somebody he was talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. there's Herrera, Rob. Anthony Martial. Marcus Rashford. Yeah, but I these mean, players, Rob, you're talking about, right? You're saying you're not sure about them. Let's, let's have this right. They were, they were doing great at Man United and before Mourinho started to... Yeah. to to, to they were, take them yeah, off the rails they were a little finishing, bit. They were finishing these, fifth and fourth, and now they're finishing second. But, so. but, so, but you know, it isn't, if a different manager was there working with the team, developing the players, would you be saying the same thing? Is it the players? Possibly it not, the but, but it, this manager's here, Rob. He signed a new contract, so that's yeah. exactly the point. Right, but he's got to change This manager's here, so he's either got to change him or something's, something's got, to, got, to, got to happen. Because with this group of players, Rob, it's yeah. going to be a struggle. It's absolutely yeah. going to be a struggle. Let's yeah. quickly give a, a word for Chelsea as well, because yes. they did get the job done. Um, wasn't a great end to the season, but it's, it's great to have silverware for them. Eddie Hazard came up with a goal, good run, penalty yeah, uh, yeah. situation. Good, he he yeah. sticks, it, sticks it away. Mm. Um, do you see Conte and, and, and Chelsea starting the season next season together? No, uh, I think Mauricio Sarri is going to be there, Rob, from Napoli. Mm. Lots of talk. He's left. Uh, officially yeah. left Napoli, sorry yeah. now. Um, Angelotti's gone now, hasn't he? Is, he, was it, is, he, uh, is it confirmed? Angelotti, yeah. So I think, I think Sari would be mm. really interesting. Yeah. Very different. An absolute football guy. I've loved watching, not that I've seen yeah. him that much of him this season, his Napoli side. I, I, yeah. I, the, the City, I think go, the, yeah. the game in City in the Champions League, the first meeting mm. between them, I think. I, I just remember yeah. watching a game and my buddy... Yeah, it was a great was, game, wasn't it? Oh, my goodness. So that's exciting. And I think I think Ed Nazar as well, Rob, has, has hinted that, that he likes the, the thought of Sarri coming to Chelsea because of the football, as I wants uh -huh. to be in, in, in on the front foot all the time, yeah. even after the FA Cup finally said, you know, this is great, but mm. we, we had to defend a lot. We've got to do better than that. So, yeah. you know, when, when, you, you, when you produce that football, when you produce a team like Napoli that finished second in the league behind Juventus, that, for me, would be a really good move, exciting move, and this is what Chelsea does, Rob. They move on from one guy to the next, and it usually yeah. works out, you know, and, and we might be the same again if Sarri ends up going to Chelsea. 
Yeah, could be the case. Uh, plenty of activity, I think, to happen at Stamford Bridge over the summer. Probably manager in, some players in, and, and players out. We'll, we'll mm. keep ahead of that one. Mm. Managerial shake-ups, yes. Robbie Musto. The, yep. let, let's quickly run through, through a yeah. few of those. I don't think any more high-profile than at Arsenal. Mm. Unai Emery. <laughs> I now have my Unai Emery pyjamas. <laughs> Gosh, they're they're not wow. very worn in at the moment. No, you you had to you special, think I'm you had to have put them, them on for a special while. order. You didn't you they, didn't they, see they that order coming. They, they were on, yeah, they were, they were my Mikel Arteta pyjamas <laughs> until a week before, and then all of a sudden I had to phone the, the uh, my, my dress lady and say, "Oh no, it's U- Unai is the man." Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a bit left field, Rob. On it, 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 a, a do you know what? They were saying he was sixty to one. Mm. 10 days before the appointment like he he was pretty much out of the reckoning and all of a sudden for some reason mm. Arsenal got him to the top of top top, top of the list apparently yeah. he interviewed very well and yeah. and gave him the job yeah now there, there was one report that i read and, and it showed a, a story of arsenal and him being a main target and this is probably a couple of months ago when it okay. all started yeah, yeah. so maybe maybe it's been a big old defensive uh, smoke screen you know, oh, the deflecting people, uh, deflecting yeah, the people and, and, up, yeah. and making sure they get their guy and nobody else coming in for him so yeah, um, yeah but it, but it still was like oh wow okay mm. um i mean okay my thoughts on it it's certainly not it's certainly not the the elite elite guy that that yeah. maybe we expected or, or max allegri yeah. uh, Luis yeah. enrique maybe yogi love that's extended mm-hmm. with the german national team antonio conte or somebody you i think you liked from yeah. chelsea that yeah, they would yeah. be the ones that mm. would like absolutely ready to go kind of um no surprise in that and then the yeah. other side of it i mean i always thought it was two groups of managers the younger the younger the guys it looked like yeah. being michael mm. arteta yeah. uh, patrick Vieira, i think with his mm. spoken thierry Henry, that sort of category of coach mm. and i kind of liked the Mikel Arteta the more I thought about it and the more I thought about the connection to the football club working under Pep and the search for the great coach that's yet to be yeah. I kind of like that because the structure's now changed at Arsenal mm. the listeners probably know that or should know that yeah. there's, a, there's a director of football now and a head of recruitment it's yeah, very it's different it's more of a continental now, yeah. um, model um, and those guys uh, would have fitted in perfectly but Unai Emery mm. I like it I like it I, I think when you consider what he's done. We know about the three um, Europa League Cups yeah, wins in a, yeah. in a spin with Sevilla. Yeah. We can we know the Valencia twice behind Barcelona and mm. Real Madrid in in La Liga. Yeah. You know with a team like Valencia, it's a big club, but it's yeah. you know, finished Not, behind yeah. those. That's really yeah. really good. He was chosen as well, by the way, by PSG. You know, mm. that the, the got you know t- to be their coach. It didn't yeah, work out. Neymar's anywhere, a, yeah. a tough tough guy to. To manage, manage yeah. but all those things in mm. terms of what he's done, and also Rob, I've, I used to cover the league, and I watched him on the sideline. He's fired up, so you're yeah. going to see it. You're yeah. going to see jumping yeah. up and down. He's fidgety. Mm-hmm. He's non-stop. He's yeah. got that kind of appetite that the fans, I think, will like at Arsenal. Incredibly different to Arsene Wenger's passive yeah. nature on the sideline. His football is front foot football. It's yeah. um, attacking football. It's pressing football. It's not slow, silky football. So, yeah. so Arsenal fans don't don't. It's not. It's going to be hard-working, really hard-working teams uh, and put teams under pressure. And he's going to be fired up to do well. 
I, I kind of like it, mate. I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those, the more you, you look into yeah. to it, what he's done, where he's been, the kind of, of players he's, he's been. I mean, he's had big players. His age, I thought, was interesting, Rob. So he's not, as you said, that young set, which mm. you are slightly gambling if you go with Patrick, if you go, uh, if you go with Mikel Arteta. No, you know, I haven't really been in the game long in terms of the managing. This guy, at 46 years of age, has had big clubs, has had success, has won mm. trophies. Mm. I'm I read a couple of articles because you're always trying to find out a little bit more about the man yeah. that said, by the way, he doesn't mind confrontation. If he's got to go you know, and, and upset one or two players, he will do, which I thought, if I'm an Arsenal fan, I like that. I want to hear but that. On the other side but of that, played... well, let, me, let me just interrupt you there. On, mm-hmm. on the other side of that, I mean, he didn't do that with Neymar, did he? Now, now he no. would say that Neymar's different. Neymar controls that football club. And, and I Neymar would think, gets... yeah, that football club is run very so differently. So maybe by the that, is a, yeah. that is a, an outlier. But in general... Yeah, General, I mean, yeah. that's what fans, Arsenal fans will want to hear exactly what you just exactly. said. And, and he's got a good group of players, Rob. He's quality yeah. in that Arsenal group. Yeah. You know, one or two additions, maybe um, firming things up with, with centre-back, maybe somebody in central yeah. midfield, players who yeah. he's worked with over the past. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, that could look yeah. very, very different. Agree. Oh, Mkhitaryan, Aubameyang, Lacazette. Yeah, Ozil. Um, Ozil. I mean, it yeah. doesn't get much better than that. Start sorting out the back line. And, and, and if he starts well... This could be, um, you know, an exciting time. And, and of course, there's always going to be the comparisons to, to, um, to Arsene Wenger, as there is with Sir Alex Ferguson and, and, and anybody who takes the Manchester United seat. But uh, I, li- yeah. I like what I've seen so far from yeah. memory. I, li- I like the press conferences. I like the way he's coming. He wants to play mm. best. But we said, you know, we want to be the best team in the world. That, that's where we've got to aim. And, and, he's, and he's looking for ambition. So mm. it's going to be different. We've been used to nothing else from, from Arsenal for the whole of the And Premier they need League something era. different, don't they? They need yeah. something it, different. It, it, they need it, a balanced it, team, a bit course. more more defensive structure, more working in midfield with those front players. They can absolutely I, do really well. I would think Arsenal fans are going to go to the first game of the season with a slight skip in the step, right? absolutely. Like, yeah. You know what? What we got now? What you know? As, as great as is as, as the, the guy leaving has been for the twenty-two yeah. years, and as much as he's done, it, it's like a new era now, and a new belief. I think at Arsenal, which is, I think has been mm. important. Mm. Let's move over to uh, East London, West Ham United. They've appointed a manager, Manuel Pellegrini. We know him well from his days at City, mm. won a, a league title and yeah. a league cup. Um, season. I think was always. Never quite going to be glamorous enough for Man City, Rob, as their manager. So it was always under pressure. It was always being sort of um, criticised in terms of what he did. But good, safe, old pair of hands to, to steady the ship at West Ham? <sighs> um, or maybe not by, well, by that reaction. Yeah, I just, you know, the, the two clubs are really interesting, Rob, right? Mm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the same kind of analogy for both these football clubs. I want to talk about the foundation. We're going to yeah. talk about Big Sam and Everton, uh, yeah. that I think their foundation is stronger. West Ham's isn't. And foundation just, of players? Yeah, just foundation of the club, of the playing oh, squad right okay. now. Re- you know, is West Ham United foundation mm. strong enough for, for a manager that wants to come in and play? I mean, he's already said it. He wants to play attacking yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just, I just, I mean, there's no question he's a, he's a, I mean, he's done a brilliant work in the Premier League, but he's never yeah. worked at a club that's got a squad that's, that's struggled at times to look like they were Premier League level. You know, they, mm. they, they flirt with relegation, of course, right towards the end, really. Yeah. Um, you know, we know about the situation with the club and the fans and the board and how they feel. It's a difficult club to mm. coach at. And, yeah. and, I, I don't know his age, but but at this stage of his career, is he ready to handle some of that 
crap that's going to go on, you know, in, in the back room and the support of feeling. Is a squad good enough to play the fo- football that he wants to, to play? Mm. I just think it's, there's an element of risk for me. You know, it's a dangerous appointment. It could be really, really good. And of course, we hope it's really, really good for, for West Ham playing some great yeah. football at that stadium, packing out the place. It'll be great. I just worry about the foundation, Rob. It's, is it a little bit brittle to go and try and jump to a point where you're going to go from really poor football and struggle to stay up to something that's expansive, enjoyable and ultimately successful? I'm not sure. It's interesting. You hit, you hit, you hit a point that, that sort of... Something I've been mulling over with, with when I when I sort of review the season, start thinking about teams and, and, mm. and for next season and that. And I think of teams like Everton, and I think of teams like West Ham. And in some respect, I, I think they get hamstrung by what you talked about the, their foundation a little bit and the style mm. and, and 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 history. That you know, Everton mm. have been this great football team of the past that won the title and, and played in Europe. And, and West Ham was you know the the academy where you know it was players were just coming out of a conveyor belt and things like that and I was thinking to myself you know what Burnley Football Club last season no one was talking about academy and style and I know there's a change but they finished Mm. 7th in the league Mm. so there's something between where Everton are now with the players they've got they've not got Bracewell and Reed and and, and, and and Sharp and, and all those great players they had from back in the day to be that team who could tell. West Ham aren't the Bobby Moores and, 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 and the, the Jeff Hurst and all, and all those great players going through to the Rios. and They're a different group now. And, and some sometimes I, I find that, that that style and that history is holding them back. First and foremost, Pellegrini has to go in and make this team competitive again. Get, get the mid-table. He's not used to that, though, Rob. That's not, I'm not sure. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. I, you know what? I, I thought that, that West Ham, and this, again, this, these two clubs, I mm. think because that foundation wasn't strong enough, I think yeah. they should have stuck with David Moyes if David Moyes wanted to stay. No, so we don't, we don't no, know the, the actual reason. Mm. Um, I, would have, I would have kept David Moyes to, to kind, of, kind of strengthen a little bit and get him a little bit more solid in the Premier League. And I would have changed... Samuel Dice at Everton because I believe the foundation there is a lot stronger a better qu- uh, quality of squad of course a lot more money going to go in they've restructured as well as a new um, mm. director of football gone in there as well yeah, the, yeah. Du- the Dutch guy brand, has gone in brand, there yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand, yeah. so I, I, that's what I feel I think mm. Moyes should have stayed I think Sam should have left um, of course Sam has, has gone left the football club mm. so are you saying Rob so you 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 would have made the switch of, of Pellegrini from David Moyes if you if, if both guys wanted um, the job. You I would, would have, have made would have I would have it. made the switch. I would have made the switch. Whether Pellegrini would have been my man, Rob, I, I have to. I don't. Why like would to you have switched Moyes? What what what? what, what, what I, did, I think you David Moyes. Mo- uh, I think David Moyes had. I just think the future for, for West Ham. If I'm a West Ham fan turning up at that football club next season. I'm not expecting much more than 15th or 16th spot. Now, whether that's why I should be thinking, that's fine. Whether mm. I'm going to sell enough season tickets, whether that's my ambition, whether they're going to spend money, I want a little bit more. And I don't mind finishing 15th or 16th with a new coach who's going to start develop. I want the next, and I'm not saying he's easy to find, I want the next Pochettino. I want the next Marcus uh, Silva before he, he's gotten a whole lot. The, these coaches out there, and, and Carl and I had a slight disagreement where he said, you know, you've got to be careful what you wish for. Uh, mm. You know, some teams make changes. I'm not saying that, uh, listen, the teams that made changes, in my view, 
whether they may change it for the right reason, maybe went for the wrong man. Are they? Are teams doing their, their homework, finding out about coaches? Are teams got a network across Europe, across the, the, the world? You're talking, Rob, about a premiership football club. It's a multi-million dollar business mm. that, that you're handing the keys to someone and saying, ah, you know, you, you take it for, for, for... No, do your homework. Find out about the guy. Is there a youth coach somewhere who's, who's got the style, who's, who deserves an opportunity? That's what football clubs should be doing. And then you get a guy who brings a bit of ambition, who brings a bit of life, who brings a bit of hope. I, as a West Ham fan, I don't want to be in a relegation fight year on year. And, and, and yeah, but Moyes, Moyes has proved Everton, he, he took him to a, a great situation from struggling in the Premier League to, to a strong position. I can, just, can he be I a front, can he can he be a front more of a front foot kind of man? Yeah, I think he would have. I think he would have progressed to that point. I think he put out fires. He, he did the job this season, um, oh. and because of what he's seen him do at Everton to great success, I just Maybe. I just feel the foundation. I just think it's okay having your getting your next fantasy manager. Is the team ready? To, to be that expansive and that confident that they can uh, that they can go and go and finish top half and play good football. I you think know, I David Moyes and, and Sam Allardyce have almost become one in the same guys to get maybe get you out of trouble. Mm. I mean, uh, my my question would be: Would David Moyes get any other Premier League job if if it become available? I, I, I'm not I, so sure, I, Rob. I, I think he would. I he might, he I might do late in the season to keep someone yeah. up. But I'm saying at the start of the season, when everybody's ambitious and everybody's talking about you know what we're going to do in the next season, looking ahead, I'm not mm. sure David Moyes gets any other Premier League job. Wow. Just yeah, I just think he deserves. I, I I would just I just think that he would have deserved a, a, more time there to build something to repair some cracks in that club that's appeared over the last couple of years and, and, and crack on. But anyway, listen, mate. We, We've gone on long about that. Um, just quickly on Everton's the, the new man is Marco Silva going to be the right mm. guy? It looks like they're taking they're its time. This but guy. Looks, yeah, yeah. They, obviously they they want they're making sure, which I don't mind. They're taking their time. Obviously, there's Michel Brandt coming in. He's you know I've seen him doing a few interviews in terms of restructuring the whole club. Yeah. He's going to have a big okay. saying thing. So maybe yeah. it's, it's making sure that relationship's right and yeah. all the touch points are there. So I've got a problem with that. And if Marco Silva is the man, I'm, I'm going to be really interested in him, Rob, because. We saw six months at Hull that was, was looked good, but Hull went down. We see a start of things at, at Watford that started really well at the start of this season, yeah. then fell off. Some are saying the Everton thing maybe, maybe caught his attention. If he does go to Everton, he'll have a decent foundation, as you say. He'll probably mm. get a bit of money to spend, and he's getting a club that's pretty restructured, that's kind of ready to go. Yeah. I think this is now his real test. This is when we find out if yeah. this guy is as good as we he thinks and when yeah. we think or mm. not. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. If he's going to be the man, I just I think with this guy taking taking over that that position, mm. Mm, maybe he's having a little look around, Rob. You know, maybe he's just yeah. Thinks, right, yeah. You know what? Let's not rush that's into this. Okay. You know, absolutely. And that's, that's absolutely what I'm that's saying, okay. Rob. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. I think I think we'd love to see Marco Silva go in there and like mm. with the right situation, the right club. Um, go on then, show us how good you are. But yeah, we will have to see on that one. Should we move on to the promoted clubs? Our last let's, little piece uh, here. Yeah, let's have, have a little chat about the teams we're going to mm. see next season in the Premier League. Well, Wolverhampton mm. Wanderers, I think we all kind of expected them. They were yeah. setting the pace. They look really Played good, good football as well, Rob, um, yeah. t to get up. Yeah. You know, these talk about with, with some of the ownership and, and, and I think the agent who's involved, is it Mendes, who's getting yeah, um, players in, in and out. Mm. So we'll see what how the summer goes for them. Expect mm. one or two decent players to, yeah, to land in so. there. Yeah, I think so. This Nuno Esperanto Santo mm. is the coach there, and, and they love him at Wolves. And, and yeah. again, if, if some of our listeners are not familiar with Wolverhampton Wanderers, 
proper club, oh, big big club, yeah, big stadium, you know, nice stadium, uh, kind of historic, good history, produced good. Yeah. yeah, really is a Premier proper League club. club yeah. Really, yeah. so it's going to well, be. Well, enjoy being in the Premier League, and um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the um, blueprint's been laid for pre- promoted teams to stay yeah, up. So, um, you know, you can, you can have a go and you can stay up. We'll look for Wolves. Cardiff yep. City, Neil Warnock. We, we get Neil <laughs> Warnock back again. <laughs> Never oh, no. thought I would see oh, Neil. You know what? Gosh. Credit to this fellow, mate. Yeah, he, 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 absolutely. He, you know, people keep pushing him down and he keeps bobbing his head back to the top. He'll be back again oh, and we'll have gosh. a few things to say and learn and... Cardiff hopefully will have learnt from their last and last time Rob they didn't have a very good go at it last time they were up with Vincent Tan yeah. it was um, Solskjaer wasn't it uh, who was manager that, that time around they, they brought in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and yeah. he had a bit of a struggle didn't he uh, yeah. with, with Cardiff but should have learnt experience with, with Warnock who's not always had a great time in the Premier League thinking of his last time at, at Crystal Palace but he's wily he'll um, be, be looking will to he, get will some he get, players will in. he get given the full blimmin season Rob because that's what happens isn't it that's what's mm. going to happen he's going to yeah, go in the Premier is. League and they'll be like you know what you did great to get us here and then mm. maybe give him a few months if they're taught to bottom yeah, the league there'll be a change no, there November yeah. Sam Allardyce on the phone in you come Sam oh yeah, your mate David Moyes might be back in the Premier League oh blimey but let's be fun to see him back in the league absolutely and Fulham and Fulham they beat Villa in the playoff yeah. final uh, the other Saturday you know uh, Tom Kearney scored a good football goal. you know Fulham Rob I've, I've watched the games don't half get it down and play across the two games they were, they were the better team I have to say uh, across the two matches against Philly even though Villa had more experience a little bit more power and maybe know-how Steve mm. Bruce on the side John Terry leading f- on, on the pitch it was nice. For, it was it was almost a victory for football. I think Fulham getting through. Yeah, and uh, I think everybody's excited about Ryan Sessegnon, this eighteen-year-old yeah. lefty that can play mm. left back, left wing. He's got yeah, sixteen player, league goals he? this season. He looks a, a brilliant player. Mm. Um, I'm always you know interested as well. Look at the front players: Mitrovic from Newcastle United. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he got well, twelve in twenty. Loan, yeah. So yeah. what is does he does he? St- stay is he good enough he, he struggled mm. a little bit at Newcastle United to, to score the goals in the Premier League um, but but you're right a good footballing side they came strong came powerful and a brilliant little club in it Fulham I, uh, yeah, yeah. good memories of playing special there actually place had some bad ones yeah, I got my, my lips split there with um with an elbow in, in the face there, so yeah, maybe some bad memories as well. But no, it, it's good. It's good that they're up and three teams that we look forward to seeing, um, but particularly Fulham. You know, I think you know, good footballing side bounce back yep. again. Um, we'll see what they do next season. Yeah, Wolves, Cardiff, and Fulham join us in the Premier mm. League next season. And well, that's been plenty from us, Robbie Muster. But yes. we want to hear from you, our listeners. First, we, we'd love you to rate and review the show by downloading the Two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you like, where we can improve, but more importantly, tell us what team you support and why. And we'll read out the best responses on our next podcast. So, in the end, Salah's shoulder and Carrius' craziness cost Liverpool in the Champions League final. That's a domestic and European wrap-up from us. But look out for two Robbie's World Cup podcasts after mm. all the big games in this summer's football party. We'll be starting with a preview in early June. All the top teams, the top squads and any dark horses. But we're signing off for now. I'm Earl. He's Musto. Together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. And bye for now. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. 
Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 